Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. It is our 150th episode. We're going to do a first quarter review, and we're going to talk congestion at the top. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, hey. Good evening. Guys, 150 episodes. Four of them very good. Four of 150. <laughs> Four yeah. of 150. It's over 2%, so we'll take it. Um, oh, yeah. Surprisingly, the, be- the best one was the last the last one with Titus. Uh, it really was. Together. <laughs> We got more fan mail from that one, text and uh, some emails than any other. So, um, uh, just means they got to come back. So, kids love kids. He does want to come back on, and I'm sure he will at some point. But now is not the time. 150 episodes. It's exciting. We missed all the others. I hadn't been counting, and I was like, Chris, I wonder when. I wonder when we're going to hit our hundredth, and we we're on like 111. And so uh, I've been looking forward to a day where we can celebrate an episode, but uh, gentlemen, we are going to talk uh, Bournemouth Wolves to start off. That is our neophyte focus, um, which I'm always happy to talk about Wolves, but uh, Lundberg, give us some thoughts. So... You know, I haven't got a chance to see Wolves much. And obviously I was, I wouldn't say I was excited to watch Bournemouth because sometimes you just have to check the box. So as you reminded me many weeks ago, Lundberg, you need to start picking some of these teams that you really don't want to watch, but you need to at least say that you watch them. Yep. And so here I am. I chose Bournemouth Wolves. Uh, I thought it would be a good day to watch Bournemouth playing Wolves and maybe I'd get a better a better idea of really what they look like against not top tier competition. Sorry, Nate. Um, And I'll be honest, it was, it was entertaining how some of the things played out, but Bournemouth was as uninspiring and ridiculous to watch as I expected them to be. Um, The environment, again, it's hard to see from television, but the environment felt like, like a three, a high school game. Like it wasn't, it wasn't full of life. Like even the goal they scored early, like I could hear golf claps in the background. It was very strange. It was not what I was expecting. I think it's. Did the, you notice that as well? Is this like the what's the deal with the Bournemouth crowd? It's one of the smallest grounds in the league. I mean, only eleven thousand. I mean, you could even tell sure. from the angle. I mean, it had a totally town feel to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like any like any fan base, especially premier league and and i'll even say especially um lower like outside the big six clubs they have legit like fans you know if you're an if you're a london team it's so easy to get to there's people traveling from all over the place you know you've got these major stadiums and a lot of the big six get a lot of crap for not having like the most rabid fan bases but sure um, and we'll get to spurs here in a in a minute but um but i think you would expect bournemouth to have an exciting like crowd the problem is that they don't have anything to be excited about and so that's kind of what i felt like that it was just very ho-hum like oh we scored against wolves this means nothing and the way they were playing it wasn't like they were playing good soccer so it was i mean it's a good goal like it was a, it was a, it was a good goal, but even it, the goal was against the run of play. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like born with were dominating, but again, wolf, wolves have been known to have an amazing atmosphere at Molyneux, but when you suck or you're not scoring goals, like it's hard as a fan to get right. excited. Right. So and they and there weren't really any players that were dynamic that were interesting to watch. Like I was kind of going into it, like, who am I going to watch? I, there was nothing for me there. I think wolf, wolves, I mean, Wolves played well. I mean, again, competition subpar, but it was. I was enjoying watching Wolves. The uh, 
net or who, the, who's the first the 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 ball off the post the left footer uh, Pedro Neto. Or, Neto. Oh my goodness! Like He's remarkable. He won't be with so Wolves. dynamic. He probably won't be at Wolves this time next year. Let's just say that. He doesn't look like a Wolves player. He looks like a player that should be playing elsewhere. Let's just say that. Um, he was like one of the great young players, and he's he's torn his ACL twice. Got it. And so he's been derailed by injury. So finally, it looks like he's finally coming back to full health. So, yeah, he was out. super entertaining to watch. The red card was just stupid, like absolutely stupid. Like even the foul was dumb. Like it, all of it was ridiculous. They are, they deserve to lose. And then to lose the way that they did with the ball being played out of the back, like even like with three minutes left and you play a, just a stupid ball to your center back in like, there's no way he's going to get out of that. They deserved every bit of it. I had, I had no affiliation for any, for either team. And I enjoyed watching Bournemouth lose. And I'm going to try not to watch them again the rest of the season, unless it so happens I get to watch another team playing against them. But Send them down to the championship. I'm, 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 I'm wiping my hands. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a great, great chance that that is where they will be next season. I will, I will just say, since we're on the topic of wolves, and then we don't need to come back to them until we do grades. But, and and you don't necessarily know this, Chris, because you haven't been following Premier League. But wolves have notoriously been poor at goal scoring in, in the last couple seasons, but this marks their eighth game in a row that they've scored at least one goal. So uh, they're putting a little bit of that to bed. And the only, the only goal uh, match they haven't scored was against United against United's just amazing defense. They are United is mm -hmm. they're known mm -hmm. for their just stellar, stellar defense. So, I will add again, because it's just a focus of mine as I watch these games, that's a Wolves kit I can get my my heart around. Like, I, oh. I loved I loved every bit of what I saw. You like that blue one? Head to, head to toe. Like, head to toe. So, I mean, if the, if the soccer was better, it would be it would be tough to, 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 to turn an eye away. So, but they look great this weekend. So, I enjoyed all of it. Well done. Great. Well, uh, two weeks ago, my kids finished the first quarter of their school year. They sent home report cards. They get paid out a dollar for each A from their grandparents. So it's always a good day. Fall break happens. So then they can go spend their money on stuff. Very exciting stuff. But I thought we are a quarter of the way. There's no way to be truly a quarter of the way through the season because of the 38 game schedule. But we're basically a quarter of the way through the season. All the teams have played nine matches. And so I thought we would do a little report card on a variety of different players, uh, teams, etc. So Gentlemen, I am just going to, I'm just going to throw someone out, something out there and let you guys uh, give them a grade. Feel free to uh, explain or expound if you would like, but we are going to start with Erling Holland. What grade do you give Erling Holland's first quarter of 2023, 2024 season? Okay. Let's, let's do this rationally. It's not an A and it's not a C. Um, he hasn't exceeded last year's expectations or, um, or maybe we're just taking him for granted, but I mean, is he amazing? Absolutely. But is he the same? I, I, I expect more, so I can't give an A for that. Um, but it's not a C, so I guess I'll, I'll stick with a, with a B, I guess. I'm going to give him a D Boyna. <laughs> because he's not the same player without KDB. I, the only thing I'll say as a counter argument to both you guys is if we're grading him against himself, then I think probably Andrew or even Chris is a fair argument. 
but he still leads the league with nine goals and he's too <laughs> clear of Sala and Son. It feels remarkable, actually. It feels like he hasn't scored nine goals this season, but he has. So I think if you if this were his first year in the league, I think you'd probably give him an A, right? Did he have 36 last year? Is that what he ended up with? In the league? Yeah. It was around there. It was around yeah. so he's on so pace. he's on pace for the same amount. <laughs> um I guess, yeah, I guess um maybe we're taking it for granted. I guess he finished with 36 goals. So yeah. technically he's ahead because we aren't quite at the halfway mark. I think he scored more uh, at this point last year, though. Just to sure. yeah, for, yeah, yeah. But then he had three hat tricks he, in like he had three weeks. hat tricks, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Gosh. it's tough to be graded against yourself. I mean, you're talking about the guy who should win the Ballon d'Or. Um, they'll probably give it to Messi because it's just what they do. But, I mean, you're talking about the best goal scorer in the world. And I think – I guess it's not as slow as it started as it feels. Um, but the fact that it feels so, that it feels slow is saying something considering he has nine goals. Maybe um, because and we're all, we're grading him that he's himself. doing it without – Maybe it's even more impressive that he's doing it without KDB. Yeah. Possibly. But also at this point, remember last year, I think we were um, still tracking how many teams Erling Holland had more goals than uh, individually. Uh, and at one point, I think it was like all but the top six teams or seven teams when he had like 14 early. Yeah. He's ridiculous. I guess from one, I mine's tongue in cheek. It's more of a joke than anything. But. Uh, we are probably the Twitter world is probably a little bit too harsh on a slower start for him. Yeah, I still think he's a god. I got to be honest, he's the he's so good at scoring. I mean, his ratio of goals per to touches is it it's almost a whole number. It's so ridiculous. All right, my next grade is Saudi Arabian players. Are we thinking about them at all? So I'm, I just was like, it was such a big comp like thing before the season started. All these Saudi Arabian players going out or all these players going to Saudi Arabia. That's what I was going to ask. Are you talking about players coming to the EPL from Saudi Arabia? Or are you talking about no the old guys who cashed in? Guys who cashed in and Arabia. went to Saudi Arabia. Haven't thought. Well. I got to be honest. I thought about Ronaldo for the first time this last week because this girl i'm seeing her son likes ronaldo and he has a ronaldo united kit and i was like i hadn't thought like, about i'm a united fan oh no wait i'm not <laughs> no i'm not and i was like oh yeah i almost forgot he was on the team last year yeah so um i give the saudi arabia the players who want to play in saudi arabia an f simply because who cares they're gone and they're not doing anything and i haven't thought about them outside of you know trying to pretend like i'm a good dad to a, a single mom I bet you're crushing that. I'm, I'm so, yeah, I've got three amazing children, my man. I'm a, I'm a reasonably okay dad. That's on your resume, um, I think, right? I, it should be. It should be like... Uh, I'm a reasonably know, amazing dad. I'm a reasonably amazing dad. Here's a question for you guys from the, from the neophyte right, who did not watch last year. Do you sense a downgrade in the quality of play because the league has lost some fantastic players or does it feel like the league's rolling on without them like who cares because that's obviously the league if this continues that 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 potentially becomes an issue in bigger in, in future years but did, is the league struggling because it's lost you know four or five six guys no nope um in fact i'm i'm gonna echo what chris uh, and i have already said I haven't thought about him. I think the league's doing great. Um, the only person I think about on a regular basis because he lives in my dreams is Harry Kane. Um, but he he didn't even go to Saudi Arabia. He went to uh, uh, Germany. So, um, I mean, I think yeah, he's uh, go ahead. Watch, Sorry, watching man. that Spur, watching Spurs Fulham today. I think I think there's maybe like a couple teams who like Fulham without Mitrovic is a different team. 
Raul Jimenez is not the same type of striker. So I think there's a, a few maybe teams who might see a drop off, but Wolves aren't necessarily worse without Neves. He Neves on a better team could have been better. And that actually is interesting because with the Tonali news about him betting on uh, <laughs> AC Milan matches, uh, he's likely to be suspended. And there's rumors that, uh, and this is, this is where we'll see what the FA and FIFA do about this type of stuff. But it sounds like the team that Neves plays for in Saudi Arabia is going to loan him to Newcastle in January. Really? And so it'll be interesting to see if Saudi Arabia becomes a workaround to FFP rules where they can just loan all the teams. Cause Saudi uh, Newcastle's owned by Saudi Arabia, essentially like the same people pumping money into the Saudi Arabian league. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But yeah, I'm looking at the list. Uh, the better players all left Man City, and they just fill in with even better players and the old guys that left. So, like, there's been almost no drop. Mitrovic was leaving Fulham almost no matter what, so it didn't matter where he went. Um, the biggest name I miss there, him. I miss him in the in the EPL though. I really yeah, like he, him. He's yeah, such he a son a of a bitch. Yeah, he was a monster. Um, the biggest name that went there was Neymar. He didn't come from the EPL, and he already tore his ACL last week, so he's not even going to be playing for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no one misses Jordan Henderson, Alex Tellis, Romaine Size. Those guys just were normal guys. Bodies. All right. The next player is Onana. What Ooh. do we give Ooh. Onana? Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, please. Oh, Nana. So the reason I picked, I'm I'm not picking on you, Chris. I know sometimes it feels like that, but the reason I picked Onana on here is because many of us had him as the golden glove winner. So I want to get, uh, I think it's a surprise to us how, how the season has gone so far. And there's lots of factors, but it's back four was bad last year too. So what would you give Onana, Chris, as the one who's watched I, him the most? I would give him a D, and that that would be an F if United defense was actually healthy and he was giving up the goals he's giving up. But he just hasn't looked comfortable in net. And I think you got a perfect opportunity to give him a D. Hey, <laughs> hey no, yo, because, no, because I hate. Well, I don't hate. I am not a fan of David De Gea. I still think Onana's playing better than he did last year. Um, you know, if you wanted to make a mixtape of the goals De Gea let in, I mean, they're worse than what Onana has let in. So uh, I still think it's an upgrade. It's just been a lot shakier than everyone thought it would be because of how good he was last year, especially in the Champions League. I mean, he was ridiculous in the Champions League. So uh, it has not been a good transition. It has not helped that United's defense has been on the injured list all season. So, uh, but I, I would still give him a D because the goals he's let in have not been good. I I think maybe um, C minus, but yeah, D's in the right area. Um, I mean, he's a young kid. We had high expectations. He's he has not um, lived up to even the lowest of the expectations yet. Would you agree? For sure. Yeah, just because the expectations were so high. For yeah. how United finished last year, and then it was like they're bringing in who everyone pretty much considered to be the best available goalkeeper you know, in the world. Not calling him the best goalkeeper in the world, but he was the best one that was available on the market. So, you know, everyone thought it was going to be a big upgrade, and – it, ha- it, it has been from a passing standpoint. Like, he's so much better with the ball. Um, but all the other stuff has not fallen into place how everybody thought it would. All right. I want to look at our relegation or our promoted teams. <laughs> I said relegation because I think that's where they'll finish. But our promoted teams, just speed round our promoted teams. Luton Town, 
see. They're out of the relegation zone. They've scored the only wait. I think they've they've scored. They've won one. It did uh, I know? Burnley hasn't. Has Sheffield? Burn no, Burnley won. Burnley won and Sheffield didn't. That's right. Bournemouth and Sheffield have not won. They're the only two. Gotcha. Um, I give them a C. They've so far they're out of the relegation zone. They're showing signs of life. They've actually scored. Um, they've scored the most goals of the promoted teams. Um, I ugh, as long as Bournemouth exists, I think they have a shot. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, honestly I give them a B. Um, they're not in the relegation zone. It's like Andrew, like all the things Andrew said. I think you know. Six weeks ago, we talked about how terrible they are. They're going down, and now they're not in the relegation zone right now. So they're spunky. They've shown some signs of life. Still love their little stadium. Still fun to see games there, even though the sight lines are terrible. Uh, but I think they – you can't be that mad at them. I give them a B. Yeah, I think that's fair. Lundberg? For not knowing much about them and the excitement about them, I think it's realistic that the goal for them this year should be to not get relegated, right? Like, if I mean, if you're talking beginning of the year, if you're a Luton fan and you're going into the league, you're going, what's a win? What's an A plus? We don't get relegated. I'd, I'd probably give them, you know, a quarter of the way into the year. I mean, I'll give them a B plus, not because I think it's because of what they've done, but because based on the garbage I watched in Bournemouth, like that team should not move forward. And between Sheffield, Burnley and Everton, like you just need two of those other three that like, I think you're sitting in a pretty good spot. So yeah, go Luton. Uh, Lumberg, I want to um, uh, piggyback on what you just said. If Luton had any other goal other than don't get relegated, then God, I just want to smoke whatever they're smoking. Because realistically, if Luton even dreamed of being anything higher than 14, then they're insane. So um, good for them. I agree with your logic. I'm going to up my grade to at least a B. It's good. I'm glad I talked you into it. Yeah. <laughs> can, can Burnley or Sheffield be given anything over a D? Okay, Burnley won the championship last year running away, right? Running away. They scored so many goals. Yes. Running okay. Away. And they have looked more feeble than Luton. Hold on. I'm pulling up uh Burnley's schedule real quick, just so I can see how realistic this is. Right. Okay. So this last week, they, uh, they lost to Brentford. Brentford's not bad. Um, they got killed by Chelsea. I think Chelsea sucks, but maybe I'm uh, a little bit. They beat Luton. Um, so big deal. They lost to Newcastle. Um, lost to United. Lost to, or drew with Forest. Um, and then got killed by Tottenham. Um, their schedule isn't like the bottom of the barrel. So I mean, their their low score is, or their low points are reasonable in terms of where they're located. Uh, a D might be a little harsh, I think. Maybe a C minus. Give them a passing grade. You know, is D passing? What counts as passing D's these D's days? Get degrees. Oh yeah, yeah. D D's a pass. It's not an F. That's fair. All right. Well, I'll give them a C minus. They need to score goals. That would help. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving them anything above that, Nate. I mean, the I'm, problem I'm... is we're judged against yourself, right? Like the Holland thing, and I think the problem is we all had Burnley as, I think we all had Burnley as the um, Wolves Award winner. So the I had Luton actually. Oh, nice. Well, look at you. Yeah, <laughs> it was mostly out of just you know it was aspirational, not brainerational. That's not a real unlike word. unlike my Brantley prediction. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. They've got the next two games. They've got Bournemouth and Everton. So we may be changing some conversations here in the next couple of weeks. So, Ooh, or we may even know even more about them here if they can't pull pull some points out of those two matches. 
So can Sheffield be given anything other than an F? No. No. Sheffield has one point on the season. Um, they drew with Everton. So at home, that's not <laughs> Doesn't a even good count. <laughs> they lost eight, nothing to Newcastle. Uh, Sheffield, I think a resounding F all the way around minus 17 goal differential. Pretty bad. Yeesh. That's yeah, good, right? They say after the first four goals, you just kind of stop caring. So maybe that eight. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to our teams, see, I want to talk about our teams. VAR. I, the fact that I'm even bringing it up. But what, is VR, what does VAR get for this year? Let me ask first. Is this is this any different from other years? I, I think it's like worse. is it. Another is it, year, is it worse? So, so it's probably not fair to even bring VAR up. But does okay? Maybe I'll ask it better. Who did better? If you're like, okay, I only have two kids left in my class, and we're grading on a curve. Which kid is getting last place? Sheffield United or VAR? Who are you putting? Who are you putting at the tail end of the of the curve? That's tough because okay, VAR has made well that's let me let me clarify this. Is the decision not to give the penalty against uh Onana when he tackled the Wolves player? <laughs> is that a VAR misstep or is that the rules that, that um make VAR inefficient? I think the fact that VAR came out afterward or the PGML ML uh, uh, PGMOL came out after and said that they made a mistake. I think that's a VAR issue, not the rules. Okay. And then combine that with the, the audio of the, the, um, the officials (laughs) uh, just getting it wrong because of human error, because they couldn't communicate properly in the same language. That was funny. But again, that's not VAR's problem. That's human error. Is that is are we still blaming that on VAR? Well, VAR stands as video video assistant referee. It's a, oh, okay. So the fact that they couldn't VAR communicate like, is the yeah. A VAR isn't like the sis like isn't the replay itself. It's the no no no. I know, but um, I'm just trying. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm trying to give I think list. about it though, Andrew. Andrew, I'll give it to you because I think about it the same way you do. I think about VAR when you say VAR. I don't think about the individual that's responsible. I think about the process of reviewing. Yeah. Like, so I agree with you. Because, I mean, yes, that one specifically came to two referees having a communication issue where they didn't understand exactly what the other one was saying. I get that. But there's also the process by which – Am I even allowed to review this aspect of it while I'm looking at the video? That's that's part of the whole process. I, I guess um, what I'm saying is most of the calls that I see when they review them are made correctly when they review them. It's the egregious errors in the process and the transmission that is killing me. Um, so, yeah, let's just put it dead last because it's easier to – let Sheffield <laughs> off the hook just for once. I think I thought you were going to give like, him a C after all that. <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest problem for me is that it's like they've muddied the waters so much. Like because you can review stuff, and then there's no consistency in the calls. Like the same plays can happen in different matches, and the calls can be completely different. And that's what I struggle with. And what we've talked about is like, because they don't exist to get the call right, it's always going to be a problem. And I think until it changes to a system where they're trying to get the call correct, I think it's going to be a shit system until that changes. Totally. All right. We're not going to do all the teams in the premier league, but I do want to finish with our four teams, our, including Tim. So let's start with Tim's team, Liverpool. What grade do we give Liverpool so far this year? Liverpool as a reminder, they sit in fourth. Uh, They have 20 points. They have only lost one. They lost to Spurs two to one. 
there was a little bit of controversy in that match, but, uh, but regardless of the controversy, Liverpool sitting at fourth, three points back at first place. Uh, what do you guys give Liverpool on the season? I got to go at least a B plus, right? They're meeting and I mean, they look great. Liverpool is a tough damn team and um, putting sitting in fourth that's about where we all expect them to be. They're hanging around. They're two. They're what three points out of first. Um, their goal differential is a plus eleven, which is good for third. It's um, they've done. They've they've played great. I I think Liverpool looks good. I think I might be being a little conservative with my B plus. I think I'm, I'm giving... giving them. Go, Go Chris. No, 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 please. Uh, I'm giving them a B. And I'm, I'm giving them a B because they're doing exactly what I expected them to do. They haven't exceeded any expectations um, and they haven't been that bad. So kudos. You're doing exactly what I thought you were supposed to do. You're not exceeding anywhere. You get a B. They're yeah. exceeding a little bit. No, they're not. I had them in fourth on my table <sighs> prediction. They're literally doing what I thought they would do. <laughs> Actually, wait, I lied. I had them in third. And so they're worse than I thought they would be. <laughs> get an S. Yeah, but that's Tottenham's fault because they're so great. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, keep keep enjoying this moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to give them an, an A-, minus, not because I like to hear those words coming out of my own mouth. But <laughs> we have to reflect back on after week one, that 1-1 draw with Chelsea was just an awful – game all the way around and all we talked about was how bad both of these teams are and since then all they've done is win to my own frustration chagrin. yeah chagrin thank you it rhymes um, that's how you know it's the they, right word they just keep winning and they've beaten i mean they they beat villa three nothing they 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 they're they're beating team they're beat they beat newcastle they, they've they've beaten some good teams and I don't know. I got to give them credit. So we'll see, you know, the, the Tottenham game, I, that was a, that was a toss up, honestly. Like it was, it's hard to, 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 to be frustrated if you're a Liverpool fan. I'd be interested to see what Tim would say, like where he would be at, because I don't know, regardless of being in fourth place or not, it feels like they've done everything that they wanted to do so far a quarter way in the season. So yeah, I, th I think I probably fall more in line with B-plus territory. Mostly, I mean, I had them finishing fifth, but they lost a lot of leadership uh, in the offseason. And they have had, other than Bournemouth, they have had, I would imagine, one, one of the most difficult schedules. They, even though I know Chelsea hasn't looked great, Chelsea is up to 10th. So I think all of their matches have been again, other than Bournemouth have been against top 10 teams, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Oh, Wolves, Wolves are 12th, West Ham, Spurs, Brighton. Oh, and then they just beat Everton. So it feels like a decent schedule. Um, maybe not as great as I originally thought, but I still think Liverpool has done, done fairly well for themselves so far. All right, let's move on. Let's look at United. What grade are we giving United? Chris, you want to go first or last on this one? Yeah, I'll give them an I. Incomplete? In incomplete. It's the old incomplete grade. Um, they haven't played great. I'm concerned at the lack of goal scoring that they're they're showing right now. But, again, their their injuries have just been off the charts, and so it's been stupid. So, I don't know. Maybe they get healthy and they keep sucking. Maybe they get healthy and they rebound. It, it's so hard to tell. Um, but when you lose that many first string guys, it's, it's tough. It's tough to play. All and, right. That's oh, where I jump in. And Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say until United has six more points than Wolves, I'm going to continue insisting that Manchester United's like a minus whatever or B plus squad 
is the same as Wolves A squad. So until there's a big enough gap in between the two, I'm going to continue to insist that mostly based on the Onana miss call. But all that to say, it's not their A squad. Manchester United's A squad, all their players, far better than what they are now. But whatever this is, their A minus, their B squad, B plus squad, whatever that is, it's essentially the same as Wolves. They've scored the same amount of goals. Um, only a two point goal differential. They're basically the same. So, ironically, your grade for United and your grade for Wolves are going to be drastically different based on expectations. Of course, of course. That's <laughs> so and wait, then, what's think, your grade then? Yeah, I think for United, I would give them a C. Like they're right in the middle of what I would expect them to have. Like, like with the situation they're in, with all the injuries and everything, I think it's a C. With I mean, if you just look at this season from the outside and you don't know what's going on internally, you got to give them probably a D. But knowing the injuries, you give them a little grace. It's like the kid who's been sick all year, and you're like, dude. This kid's been working his butt off. He missed tons of school, but he was able to pull it together and get a C. I guess. I, I was leaning towards C minus, but you just talked me into a regular C, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're underperforming. Regardless of the excuse, valid or not, they're underperforming. So, um, yeah, they're, they can't get – C is the best you can do, so I guess. You know, I don't have really a lot to base this on, but, you know, I'm nine weeks into this journey so far. And based on my grading scale, which I do not contend is the 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 most important way to grade this, I'm giving United a solid A. Absolute solid A because they've been the most entertaining thing for me watching, realizing I don't like United. And it's made me fall in love with the Premier League all the more because I have a team that I really don't like. So way to go, solid A, and I'm expecting three more quarters of the season of similar feelings. It's beautiful. I love the pettiness. It's beautiful. It's part, partially why I'm here. No one loves pet- pettiness more than Andrew Heflick. It's true. Let's, we'll save the best for last. So we'll go with Wolves next. Guys, Andrew texted us earlier today uh, a screenshot of teams one through 12. My guess is you are just screenshotting like what you could see because you wanted to brag about Spurs being in first. And then you didn't realize that, oh, shit, you actually said, holy shit, Wolves are in 12th. Uh, um, it kills me how well you know me, by the way. That is 100% what I did. I screenshotted it, uh, and then I changed this, the caption slash subject line so that, you know, obviously Tottenham being at the very top of the table was very evident. But, you know, it's like a magician doing a sleight of hand. It's like, oh, gosh, Wolves are in 12th. That's amazing. But, hey, just see the other part? Yeah, I got you. You know me so well. So, guys, what do you give? I know most of you were really down on Wolves, and rightly so. Um, what do you give Wolves? At least a strong B, maybe even a B plus. They, um, they're. I mean, how long ago did they fire their manager? Well, they didn't fire him. He left them right, like oh, that's right, six days before the season started. Um, I think they have fought admirably. I think, um. They're not overperforming, but they're they're really showing why you love them. Um, and I didn't see any of the reasons why you loved them last year. Um, but this is a scrappy bunch. I, I've been enjoying watching their, their matches. Does he love them because they're mediocre? They're doing better. Th- Again, this is uh, from the context of last year. They were so awful that they barely, barely, <laughs> barely avoided relegation. That this year they're um I don't know, I'm impressed that they're putting up more of a fight, I guess. I mean, I w- I will say though, finishing 13th isn't exactly barely avoiding relegation, but I get your point. They were in a relegation battle for a good 
portion of the season last year. Um, you also have to remember that the gap between 12 and 13 was a huge, like 20 points. They were in the 13 through 20 um, bad grouping because the top of the table was, you know, so far ahead and the bottom uh, part of the table was so far below. And it started at Wolves. They were part of the the bad third of the league. I mean, we're not getting, we're not here to necessarily get in a pissing match, but okay. they were only three <laughs> points out of a out of twelfth place. The big gap was between tenth and eleventh. But got it. Whatever. I mean, let's 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 move on. <laughs> uh, I'm giving Wolves um, a B. I they've been what I expect them to be. I had them in fifteenth in my rundown. Before the season, they're in 12th, which is just slightly better than that. But they beat Bournemouth. They beat Everton. And um, they drew with Aston Villa. So that's like you're, their miss- you're missing the fact that they also beat Manchester City. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> I, did, huh? I totally that, skipped over. That's a I pretty. Apologize. That's a pretty. That's a no, doozy of a win. That was very unintentional. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> no. I totally skipped over it. I apologize. Um, so that is a good win. Maybe, okay, B+. plus. That's a solid win. So they beat the shitty teams. They've drawn with a couple of decent teams. They got a win over City at home. That's great. B+. plus. I believe on the day that occurred, I think I tweeted, I don't want to live in a world where Wolves <laughs> beat <laughs> City first. <laughs> I was like, that's... <laughs> That's funny. Lundberg, I know you don't have much to give it base it off of, but no, I mean solid B. I, you know, I you know, it's it's recency bias maybe, but I I really enjoyed watching them this weekend and yeah, I mean, yes, it was Bournemouth, but you know, they 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 did what they're supposed to do. That's a team you have to go on the road and beat and they did it and hey, you know, keep them in that that you know, edge of kind of middle ground, you know, stay away from the Bournemouths and the Sheffields of the world and you're doing all right. And real quick, before you give your grade, Nate, they're about to go on quite the roller coaster because I saw this next, too. <laughs> their next matches are Newcastle, Sheffield, Tottenham, Fulham, Arsenal, Burnley. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, if you can get a draw with one of the better teams and make sure you guys beat those three bad teams, then you'll be sitting pretty for the rest of the season, to be honest yeah. with you. So yeah. these, these next sure. games will will put you guys in a spot where you're either going to be super worried for the rest of the season or you're going to be like, okay, cool, maybe we can challenge for, you know, top 10. Yeah, I think ob- obviously like getting four points out of City and Aston Villa was massive because it puts yeah. you in a totally different space. I think getting one point out of those matches, we would have been stoked with. And so, you know, if if we had done what I thought, which that would have given us eight points right now, we'd be sitting in 15th place, just barely out of that relegation zone. To, so to have 11 points right now for sure is great unbeaten in the last four um yeah i'd give i'd give wolves a b plus uh, when you think about the adversity that they've gone through losing their manager so quickly um you guys wouldn't have seen this but they had gary o'neill on it's called monday night football ironically in the uk so they had this like 11 minute segment with him uh before the the tottenham match today and they they had him kind of break down like chef uh, the match against um, Bournemouth because it was his old team. So they asked him to like, hey, show us like they went through this whole tactical analysis of how he prepared. And it was like so freaking smart. And a lot of Wolves fans, I'd never even barely heard of him when we when we hired him. Most Wolves fans were like really pissed. Like, what is this appointment? But uh he does seem to be really, really smart tactically. And so that's this 11 minute clip was really encouraging um, to see how he set up the team, how he trained the team and how he prepared them. Obviously he's got them playing well. So yeah, I give him a B plus, but let's move on to the top of the class. And I don't, I mean, I want to say this tongue in cheek. I really want to say it tongue in cheek, but in all fairness, 
Let's move on to Tottenham. They are in first place in the Premier League, nine weeks in. They are two points ahead, two points clear of City and Arsenal. Uh, they have the second best goal differential in the league. They have one of their top five goal scoring team in the league. Um, they, I haven't really watched a ton of them today. I watched them or this season. I watched the entire match today and it was, it was beautiful football as, as Andrew said. So, um, I have to give them an A. I think the only thing, the only thing keeping me from giving them an A plus is the fact that they're Spurs. Any other team, I would give them an A plus, but there just seems to be a lingering feeling that they will figure out a way to Spurs. But for now, a solid A, Tottenham Hotspur nine. It's the mo- I think it's the most points they've ever had after nine matches. Right? Is that right? One hundred percent correct. Yes. Ever. Ever. Yeah, it's only it's only fair to give them an A. And so they have played well. You're gonna make criticisms. Their schedule has been very soft. Um, but you can only play who's put it out in front of you. Um, yeah. and then the Liverpool match is what it was. So um, but you have to give them an A. They're sitting atop the Premier League uh table. I did not have them close to there. So they are exceeding expectations and there's Really nothing else you can say other than they've been really good and they deserve an A. And honestly, they should still be sitting top of table come end of November. Their next three matches are winnable matches. They've got, they go to Palace, they play Chelsea at home, they go to Wolves. If you're just looking at those matches... They're all winnable matches for for Spurs. The true uh, ending test, ending November with Aston Villa at home. The true test, but Aston Villa is playing great. So, at they, they then go on a run of Aston Villa at home at City, hosting West Ham, hosting Newcastle. So that run of four fixtures, I think, will really be. If they're still sitting one or two come mid-December, I think Spurs are legit. I, I really want to go on for a bit. So Lundberg, I, I gotta hear you talk first. I'm gonna have to concur a bit with with Chris. The the schedule they they they've done what they're supposed to do, but you know there's not any dominating wins that I've seen where they, I mean, t- today they look good. I don't watch the game. I saw the highlights, but you're looking at, you know, two, one over Sheffield. You're looking at a two, two draw with Brentford. Like, yes, they've done what they're supposed to do, but at the same time, th- this is not the way that city's been handling games. Most of the time now city's had some struggles as well this year. So again, I think they're a lot closer than maybe we think, but I, Again, I've learned about what Spursing means, and I'm waiting to see if it happens or not. So, all right, um, I'll go. Uh, um, we're going to start with the grade, which is an A plus. Um, let's not forget the fact that they replaced Harry freaking Kane with James Madison, and the team somehow got better. That's not, not to say this- that James Madison isn't good. Well, not it's, the same position. They replaced well, him with Richarlison. Well, okay. It's they moved people around. Sorry, so that Sun became the primary striker, and then Madison. I, I I understand all of that, but effectively, you're you're taking out Harry Kane and you're replacing him with with James Madison, and the team is a cohesive unit now. They play so well together; it is beautiful to watch. It Nate, is beautiful. today. Oh, it, it was, was beautiful so to watch. I love James Madison. I've said it all season. I love Sun. That watching them play together, except for the one point where they both like kind of ran in on the ball together. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, you're in my way. Uh, such a cohesive, beautiful style of play. And uh, the best thing is, like, everybody's starting to hear um, more Spurs players' names because they're so. This team is deep. We saw and Pedro Poro. They are 
Kulisevsky just had the worst game of his life today, and the Sp- and Spurs still dominated. Um, he had a shot on goal three feet away, and he didn't take it. And then he got smothered. And then he wouldn't take two other shots later in the in the match because of it. It was really funny. Um, but this team is deep too. Skip doesn't have to play as much. It's fantastic. Um, it's the uh, Postacoglu has this team just like running face first into walls. And I love it. Um, a plus. I think it's fair. I would expect nothing less from you to give an a plus. And to- I would also like to say a couple things about uh, their schedule. They played at Arsenal. I know it's like a mile and a half away, but they played at Arsenal <laughs> and they drew and they should have won that match like 10 times. So, um, uh, they're, they're, uh, legit. Um, they'll be around. Time will tell. Time Having will t- said that, there is some talent at the top. Arsenal's, uh, where I know we're not grading Arsenal. I'm giving Arsenal an A, giving City an A. No, I can't give City an A. They lost to, um, Wolves. So B, B plus. Fair uh, and Liverpool, I already gave a B plus, A minus, I think. So there's talent at the top. Well, I think that's what's exciting, right, is we're looking at uh, the top four right now, Spurs, City, Arsenal, and Liverpool separated by three points. Um, you've got, you have to include Villa because it's one more point. Villa. They're at 19. Well, and I'm going to even include Newcastle because Newcastle is on fire. Yeah. Um, they've got 13 points out of their last five matches. Um they have the biggest goal differential in the league. They're one of the they they have the most amount of goals scored, and they're one of the least amount of goals scored against. And I think I think Newcastle is figuring it out. Um, so I think we're in for a really really great season. I think it was Tim who. Uh, in the season preview, I was looking back through season previews. I'm pretty sure it's Tim who his one hot take is that it would be a three-way finish down to the wire. Um, and I think that's, I think that's very reasonable. We'll see separation as the season goes on, but right now there's, there's good, uh, congestion at the top. And that's not including Brighton, who's looked great at times. I was just about to say, I feel so bad for Brighton. They have 16 points. They're tied with Newcastle. And here we are not including them, despite the fact that, you know, um, they were ahead of Newcastle until last week or until a couple days ago. So when I think the big the big issue with that is I don't even know who Brighton is like Brighton smokes Man United. They draw with Liverpool, but then they get smoked by Villa and I guess that losing to City 2-1 isn't bad. I just don't know who Brighton is. But really the top eight, if you include United, if they get healthy, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be one of the closest seasons uh we've seen in a long time. At least top eight and up. I hope so. I feel based on what happened last year. Um, it's kind of like how, if you've ever studied traffic, how you get just like these little pockets just occur naturally because people are willing to either go the same speed or they get slowed down by the same slow passing of a truck or whatever. That's just how it like always sorts out, right? You'll have like groups of like four teams and then four teams and then four teams that are all right around the same spot on the table. And uh, this year though, I don't know, man. Everybody just has shown flashes of brilliance and everybody except Tottenham has shown flashes of utter stupidity. I think that's a perfect time to move on. (laughs) We are going to jump all the way to best bet. Brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. All right, boys. Um, Let me pull up our sheet. We had a little bit of a rough week last week, but not all of us. Not everybody. Run. Not everybody. I did say that. Um, I had West Ham winning. They did not do that. Uh, Tim had Arsenal winning. They also did not do that. Andrew had Bournemouth winning. They did not do that. Lundberg had a Everton-Liverpool draw. 
so close. So sadly, that did not happen either. So, um, yeah, we sucked. Nate, on the other hand, took his wolves plus one ninety five, gets to bank it. The uh, margin that I had built up from a big force went a few weeks ago is shrinking every week, but. There's always this week to make some more money. And that's the best part about FanDuel. It's guaranteed you're going to make money. All right. So, Tim is not on the podcast, but he did send us his pick. He's taking a draw against West Ham and Everton. It's plus 250 if that one draws. Um, Good luck with that one, Tim. I think we're proving that you should stay away from draws at all costs. It's probably the (laughs) hardest bet to actually hit. Um, But... You know, that didn't stop someone else on the pod. So, Lundberg, what are you doing this week, bud? Hey, you know, you know exactly what you told me not to do. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm still not buying Liverpool. Eh, I, I think Forest. I don't know. I, I like the plus 500. Let's just say that. Plus 500 draw, Forest and Liverpool. I, I think it's going to hit. This is like playing the same number, and it's going to hit at some point around the spinning machine. Yep, you just keep throwing that hundred dollars mm-hmm. down on uh, yep. on seventeen, and one of these times it's yep. gonna hit. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Wish you well, uh, Andrew. What do you got going on this week, bud? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, I I sure was. I decided to take West Ham at home plus one hundred five, and I forget who they're playing. Everton. Everton. That's right. That's why I took them at home. Um, and yeah. they're for some reason, they're plus money at home. That's wild. Against a really bad team. I was going to tail that, um, but I wasn't going to be tailing you because the first person who picked that was Nate. So, Nate, you're taking West Ham plus 105. Same bet Andrew's on. Um, Wait, no, 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 no. Did, he, did you announce it? I'm positive I, I made that bet independent of you. Go look at no. the text messages. <laughs> <Sorry>. Really? <laughs> I saw that and I felt like a genius. I I picked it and then like two minutes later you picked it. Oh, I didn't even read your thing then because I totally Uh, like just looked at the things when you said best bets and I was like, all right, dang it. I felt like a genius for that one. Well, I will say according to the timestamps, Nate, you were first, but Andrew, you were within like 30 seconds. Oh, so, but you're still tailing Nate. Uh, we're not we're not giving you the win on that one. Um, I foolishly, <laughs> very foolishly, am taking Burnley to win this week. Um, they they are not gonna win because I keep picking them to win, but they're playing Bournemouth, and Bournemouth is worse than them. And Burnley's a plus two thirty. That's good odds for a team that's better. Like they spent the entire last year kicking the shit out of Bournemouth. So why can't they do it again this week? I think they can. So they're going to do it. Burnley plus 230. Put it down. I'm going with it. I don't hate it, Chris. I mean, it's, I don't hard, either. To pick, I, it's hard to pick Burnley to win, but. Is that because they've only done it once this year? <laughs> yes. It's possible. Against Luton. <laughs> Wins a win, Andrew. Wins a win. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, cool. And if anyone's wondering. Uh, I'm still leading the race right now at plus 630, but Nate's on my heels at $390. Lundberg's the only other one at a plus $5.65. That's right. Tim is negative $103, and Andrew uh, is the opposite of his spurs right now. He's negative $570 in dead last. I won my first bet, and I haven't won since. <laughs> that You're is on an L8. Right when you posted West Ham to win, I was like, shit. there goes your bet nate there goes my bet there goes your bet and there goes our best bet so again good luck to everybody that's best bet brought to you by fanduel where everyone's a winner every time lundberg you are gonna watch arsenal and sheffield are you focusing on one team over the other I can't remember if I've watched Sheffield yet. Have you? Do you remember if I've watched Sheffield yet? You, you have not. I don't think now? so. So, 
I feel like this is another Bournemouth redo where I need to get Sheffield out of the way to see if there's any reason for me to continue to pay attention to them moving forward this year. So this felt like a good good week to do it. I haven't seen much of Arsenal, honestly. So it felt like a good matchup. Uh, not because I think necessarily they're going to look good against Arsenal, but I at least want to see what that game looks like. So I'm I'm looking at Sheffield this week v. Arsenal. On the plus side, at least you get to watch Arsenal because they're talented. Sure. I, you know, a, a little bonus for my for my time. Yeah, there's there's not a ton uh, positive to say about about Sheffield. Um, I love. Please tell me you didn't know research and you're just like good luck. Like, there's really nothing to tell. It you might actually that. be appropriate. <laughs> there, well, hold on, hold totally on, wait, mate. There's like... there's podcast listeners out here. There's podcast listeners that are following along the journey with me. And really hoping that we give Sheffield its due. So is there anything that you want to encourage the listeners who are really excited about becoming Sheffield fans at the end of the season? I recommend that our listener goes and listen to our uh, preview season episode um, <laughs> where we go through and talk about each of these teams individually. Um, none of them are worth none of the three are worth talking about in detail right now. They all suck so bad. Honestly, the only person probably worth keeping your eye on is Oliver McBurn, uh, McBurney. Um, he was their second leading scorer last year. He's been on the, he's been with the club for a long time. He's a forward. I remember him from the first time uh, they were in the premier league. So he's someone to look out for. I remember in the preview episode, we talked about Wes Fodderingham being like one of the most British names. That's a great name. <laughs> He he's their keeper. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a ton to talk about. We have an American, right? Tuesday. What's his name? Yeah, Tuesday. Yep. yep. Austin trusty. He's an American on the team. Uh, I, he's not, he might, he started a few weeks ago if I remember correctly, but, um, he, I don't think he's one of their regular, he's one of their regular starters. So hopefully you'll get to see him play. Um, Chris, do you remember if he played against United over the weekend? Nope. Don't remember. Um, he did, he did actually. I'm looking at it, looking at it right now. I, yeah. Um, I think the only thing to keep an eye on for this match is that Sheffield's a plus 2000 underdog. So, um, <laughs> Keep your eye I on almost that. went there. I like I was watch. I'm like I'm gonna be watching the match. Is this the week that I go plus two thousand? So yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it, I like but it. Hey, I might actually throw a real bet in. Maybe maybe I'll actually bet five bucks and see what happens. I'll Love tell you it. what happens. Everyone's a Why winner not? on Fanduel. That's what's gonna happen. Nobody's ever lost money on Fanduel. Honestly, the idea of betting on a game where you actually are trying to watch and have an objective point of view is probably a bad idea because then you're going to be like, damn it, just, you know, screaming at your TV when you should be trying to, uh, I don't know. Pay attention. Yeah, I guess. Well, gentlemen, is we that why have... betting on your team is illegal? Only <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing. Have we discussed this yet? The Tolino Tenali, I I referenced it real briefly earlier. Yeah, is Let's he going to go on. to jail, or was it just uh, uh, he, was it legal gambling at least? Yeah, he won't go to jail, but he's probably not going to play soccer again for twelve to eighteen months. Uh. You think all those Italian guys were just like sitting around together drinking wine, like just gambling on every game that was going on? <laughs> Apparently. Like, because they all got busted together. Yeah. He had to have known it was coming. Maybe he thought if he got out of AC Milan, it would uh, work out for him. Dude, I'm trying to think about how rowdy a uh, an Italian sports book uh, shop would be. God, it's loud in Vegas, but like an Italian sports book would be wild, I think. I kind of want to, I kind of want to go check one out now. Let's do it. All right. We'll we'll have the podcast expense it. 
<laughs> totally. From all we'll of our a, ad, all of our ad we'll do a soccer neophytes cruise, and we'll just hit we'll just hit all those European countries up. So good! I can't wait. Well, we do have midweek soccer again. There's Champions League uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Thursday, there's Europa and Conference League matches, Premier League teams playing in all of those. Uh, But as far as the weekend goes, honestly, there's really only one standout match, and that's the Manchester Derby, 8.30 Pacific time on Sunday. Uh, There may be some other interesting matches. We do have Friday uh, soccer as well. Crystal Palace hosts Spurs. So we have, guys... After having international break, what is that? We have Saturday, Sunday. We had a game match today. We have Europe midweek. We have soccer on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like nine days in a row of soccer. So we got uh, good times ahead of us. And combine that with the fact that there's baseball on every night. NBA starts tomorrow. Uh, it's, It's a glory. This is the greatest month of the year. Um, this is the sweet spot of all sport. hail October. All <laughs> hail October. All right, guys. Well, great job tonight. 150th episode in the books, Woo-hoo! gentlemen. Uh, have a good night. Go Hawks. Hawks.